0: Welcome to my Dukes and Son. I'm Ziggy Blackwell. And I'm
1: Jeanette Blackwell.
0: And my Dukes, we are back. This is flat number 40, 40th episode, Ma. This is our 40th episode. Well,
1: we're nearing that 50th, Mark,
0: but uh 40's good. 40's good. <laughs> 40's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 40's good. Um, I would say we're still in season two. Um, but uh, 40 is a good number, yeah. man. when you think about when we started this. Um. What about two two years ago? Yeah. Two and a half years ago, yeah. something like that. Hmm. Um. Right in the living room. Uh. We didn't have any technology at the at that moment, and uh, you know we weren't we weren't podcasting on Spotify or Apple. So, um, considering how we learn more about technology and we expanded to put our stuff on uh, Apple and and uh, Spotify, yeah. I think we've uh we've learned a lot. Yes. Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's new? What's going on with you, my well, dudes? Well,
1: I got some good news. Um, All right. My uh, lottery commercial has been re-upped. So the Hot Girls are going to be running for another year. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So we are very excited about that campaign that the Lot- Illinois Lottery has picked us up again. And so you're going to see my dudes' uh, my, uh, my uh, uh, partner, the Hot Girls, flashing across your television set and okay. promoting the illinois lottery so i'm very excited about that just got that news this week and so we uh france and i are very
0: excited about that all right okay anything else um, i mean that's big <laughs> i
1: cannot speak on. i've got some projects in the work <coughs> but i cannot speak <laughs> on them at this moment but uh I'm very excited about uh, my agency. They are on fire, my agents. So mm-hmm. um, I am very excited about this new year and uh, February, what what it has brought so far. So I will be dropping some gems uh, later on uh, as, as uh, we continue to record and uh, let our audience know what
0: I'm doing and what I'm up to. Okay. Are, are we like fully out of the pandemic you think mom when it talks about theater we um, are out of the
1: pandemic we are fully out of the pandemic uh, but uh, some things are still the same uh, as it were when we, we shut down and that is in terms of auditioning and so forth we are still auditioning um, self taping more so than going in to the uh, casting offices uh, the first round of casting is still pretty much doing your self-taping at home. And then when, if the uh, studios want to see the actor, then they bring them into the actual studio. So that that pretty much uh, is still the same uh, as far as the pandemic. But as far as film work and, and, and so forth and uh, theater work, a lot has... Uh, uh, resumed. Uh, we've, mm-hmm. uh, Broadway, um, is, is doing well. Um, shows are mm-hmm. doing well. Uh, unfortunately, we lost some heavy hitters, and so Broadway is dimming the light on, uh, those that we have lost. Uh, but, uh, the, the, the theater world has, has seemed to pick back
0: up okay okay all right um so what about you what's up with
1: you what's going on in the in
0: the field of education (laughs) well well education is doing quite well um you know um recruitment continues to build uh we hit record numbers i usually don't talk about uh the employer i work for because you know this is a mom and mom um and son podcast separate for work so i keep that separate uh, but one thing caught my attention this morning, my um, that uh, I am going to support. Yes. Me, just support as an individual, as a Chicago resident, um, as someone who votes, um, as someone who's involved in education. Um, caught my attention that the Chicago Board of Education and the Chicago Teachers Union voted to re- remove school resource officers from CPS schools. Yes. Um, yes. Apparently, yes. So apparently, this is something that Mayor Johnson campaigned on, and he's trying to deliver on that promise. Mm-hmm. It's not finalized yet, but we had um, we had uh, CPS students um, that uh, you know certainly protested outside of schools, showing their support. And the reason why this one struck me, Ma, before we get into our major topics, was so I visit a lot of schools. Yes. Um, and um, you know, in my work, I'm a CPS grad myself. But in my work, you know, I've I've, you know, I'm I'm familiar with visiting Chicago public schools. Yes, you are. And even as an adult, what happens that I want to remind anybody who maybe is um, a little bit concerned about this. And I realize your concerns and everything, but I just want to paint this um, not picture, but let you know what happened when you go go to visit a high school in CPS. So when you go visit a high school, first of all, all the doors should be locked. Every single door at a CPS school should be locked and there should be only one entry point to get um, access as a visitor into that high school, which is the main entrance. Yes. When you go to the main entrance, there is a buzzer. That door is not open. Uh, Someone has to ask, what are your whereabouts? Who are you here to visit? And once you say that, um, they buzz you in. And most likely they're looking at you at a camera and everything. When they buzz you in, most uh, likely there could be someone that's going to greet you um, and maybe ask to see your ID. But what you can certainly um, expect is that you will have to go into a metal detector. Yes. And so you em- just like going through the there airport. No than
1: going through the airport. Yeah, you, em- you empty out that.
0: everything. Yeah, you empty mm-hmm. out everything. You put your your book bag mm-hmm. or your purse through the metal detector and they scan it and they can see. You know, three D. What's inside mm-hmm. there? You empty out your pockets, and you go through the metal detector. If someone, if something beeps, they ask you if you have um, a belt or a watch on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they may ask you to go back through again, or sometimes they'll just pass you exactly.
1: through. Exactly, no different than going through an airport or a concert or a sporting event.
0: Right, right, right. Now that's also knowing that there's going to be a CPD officer right at that main entry yeah. or is walking the main, the main level of the halls back and forth and everything yeah. um, a CPD officer who has a, 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 a weapon um, and everything you would see uh, you know, on a B-COP or whatever mm-hmm. there are some high schools where they actually have cameras that span the building that can tell if there is a person walking back and forth that they need to address by the way yes so it could be considered somewhat like a fortress. The reason why this struck me so much my is. Is that the type of environment that I would want my son or daughter to going going through every single day? Yes. Every single day of school, they would have to go through that type of security mm-hmm. metal detector. Um, a CPD officer at the front door, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Does that promote learning? In my opinion, it doesn't. As an educator, I do not believe that promotes um, an engaged learning opportunity. I think that um, you can turn those resources as far as a CPD officer in the building. Mm-hmm. You can utilize those resources and other methods. But I, um, and I realize we do have mass shootings. Yes. And we likely will continue to have mass unions until we increase gun laws and everything. But I do believe that we can um, invest that money that we spend into other resources like reformative education, mental health, counseling, social services for students who may feel um, a little bit of a higher aggressive Mm -hmm. and may need some help. Exactly. I don't. I don't believe in in a school environment where you have police officers manning the door like a prison. I don't believe in it.
1: Exactly. That. Exactly. You're already coming in. I think that's depressing. A uh, uh, depressing, rather. I think that's very depressing. Yes. You you get up in the morning. You get yourself ready for school. You have your breakfast, and you're pretty much upbeat. But as soon as you hit those doors of the school, that has to take you down a bit. You're feeling like you're living in a police state. Yep. And I, I, I want to see us move away from that. And I'm like you. I do realize that we do have some, some, some issues with guns in this country. And we are going to continue to have issues with guns in this country until Congress decides to act. Uh, until we start voting some of these politicians who are in the pockets of gu- uh, of the gun lobbies.
0: Of, of the NRA. Of the
1: NRA, exactly. We, we, we've got to start attacking that on that end, guns on that mm-hmm. end. We've got to start taking it more into our hands instead of relying mm-hmm. on the politicians to act. Biden has done Mm -hmm. whatever he can do, and he's passed the most comprehensive gun laws of any president, but it's still not enough. Mm -hmm. And so, again, like you said, uh, Mayor Johnson did campaign on that, he told you he was going to do this, that is a campaign promise. I want to see how it goes. Um, and, and just, uh, take it from there. We can always go back to, uh, extra security
0: if we need to. And I'm not saying get rid of the the metal detectors.
1: Exactly.
0: I'm not saying saying get rid of that, but I, I I just have to think about if I'm a student Mm -hmm. and I live in a high crime area, you know, and I, I, I hear sirens all day. Yes. As I'm doing my homework, as I'm eating dinner, as I'm going home from school Mm -hmm. and going to school, there's the constant visual of a police car riding up and down everywhere I go. And even when I go to school, which should be a safe place, which sometimes that might be the most that might be an escape. From my household and escape from what's out there in my community, and then I go into my safe space and I also see a, a, a police officer the there. And the, I'm just talking about the, the issue, mentality the of, what that of was danger
1: there. in your in your safe space. Yeah, and then see, there's here is where the money can be used instead of the uh, SROs take that money and develop mental health programs, counselors that can help children that are dealing with environments at home that leave them feeling stressed so much so that they can't learn. Mm -hmm. Um, it, It affects their ability to learn. These SRO officers are not counselors and that's why many of them are challenged when they're dealing with a student who is popping off and being with a teenage mouth. They can't mm-hmm. handle that. And then they, mm-hmm. the, 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 uh, incident.
0: This higher disciplinary exactly, issues.
1: Exactly, the incident then takes on legs and it gets mm-hmm. out of hand. And so mm-hmm. this is why we need to take the money and bring and, and use it in ways that can help a student better. That is demonstrating um, disciplinary mm-hmm. issues. Rather than just uh, relying on a resource officer to take on that mm-hmm. kind of duty, they're not equipped to do that, and that's how they get yep. in trouble.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so,
1: yeah, I'd like I'm I'd like to see what where uh, the this goes, you know. Right. And it, and they're, and they're, and they're not going to do this until next year, so that gives them time enough to set it up.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because where, where I'm at, and, you know, I know this is going to be a sensitive subject, mm-hmm. you know, suddenly for any parent um, who's had a child, um, you know, um, experience a mass shooting in a high school mm-hmm. or in a school period. I understand that could be a sensitive subject. But what I'm just saying is, let's just see what else we can come yes, up with besides else. more besides more law enforcement in our schools. Yes. Let's let's talk a little bit more about. And obviously, I'm glad you mentioned that, Ma. That this is not going to be an immediate change. Yes. They're going to come up with a plan, and I would love to hear more about what that mm-hmm. alternative plan is. And that alternative oh, plan
1: should include parents. Uh, oh yes. It, should, it, it matter uh, as a matter of fact, it should be a required parent guardian of a child in a CPS to attend these meetings.
0: Hmm. Mm.
1: parents always in this way they can't say well we're getting hit with something we don't know about Mm -hmm. well you're Mm -hmm. being required it should be no different than picking up your child's report card or or attending a parent teacher conference when Mm -hmm. these programs get ironed out and laid out then as they get ironed out and laid out rather parents should be a guardian or a parent should be required to attend a meeting as these programs develop, so that the community is un- nobody's left out, and nobody can say, "Well, I don't know what's going what's going on, and I was hit with this, and I don't know." And
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: so everybody's engaged, okay. all boots on the ground with this.
0: I like that, Mom. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. That was a heck of an opening topic. man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like uh, I like your comments on that. Uh, something I hadn't thought about. Thank you. Um, certainly, certainly making sure that the parents are engaged and involved and aware. And aware. Uh, and yeah, aware. So you I, know, I don't know that.
1: how it was picking up your report card and oh, shoot, screaming, you, the up. you know, I didn't miss a report card
0: yeah you sure didn't i tried to hide the days for you i was like no nah, it's a it's a snow day they they no no report card pickup this is about
1: the, me isn't it about that time you know you did yeah, I know. you're dealing
0: with a former teacher so you
1: know I, I that's right
0: that's right you was who, who there, there them, come Blackwell. The
1: alternative school
0: system well uh-huh. so, you know I, 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 right. I was on it you were on it all right well before we jump into this week's episode Uh, We have to always thank our listeners um, who are loyal fans, Uh, whether you support us on uh, social media, Instagram or Facebook, we thank you for your support um, and your comments. Uh, We've noticed that that is continuing to pick up Um, or you just enjoy watching our full episodes on Spotify and Apple podcast. Either way, um, we enjoy your support. We don't do it do this for the fans. We do this for the uh, for the time that we could check in um, with each other as a mom and son. Uh, but certainly, we love that uh, we're putting out content yeah. that someone enjoys. Very well right. yeah. mm-hmm. So we're gonna jump into this episode with first things first. It is um, almost the close of Black History Month. Uh, February 23rd, uh, just a couple more days Mm -hmm. of Black History Month. Obviously, there's been a lot of things in Chicago um, that um, are celebrating the month and the history and the culture. Uh, But I wanted to talk about this uh, this week, this particular topic, Mom. Um, And this sparked as a conversation I had with someone. Um, Are we in an era, Mom? Where black people are starting to find new ways to celebrate our culture and history mm. beyond just black history month. Are we in an era where it's no longer just one month or maybe we not down with black history month anymore and maybe we're finding other ways to celebrate like a Juneteenth. But like, ma, take that anywhere you want to go. But that's the question I want to start this episode off. Well,
1: when you first uh, uh, suggested this topic, uh, I I thought perfect. I was all in. And having said that, let me just start by saying I think that we are in an era where we're trying to see Black history erased. And that is, that's just a given. That is just a given. We've got politicians out here campaigning on watering down American history, which includes, at the forefront, black history. And we just cannot allow that. We have to be able to tell our stories and, and educate our children about where they come from having said that i think that uh me coming from an hbcu black history was very important very important and uh we had black subjects being taught lectures lectures being uh done uh teachers from different african-american nations professors who brought that history into the classrooms. So we just cannot allow that. We just cannot allow our history to be erased. Um, we've we've got to teach our children, whether they're in an HBCU or in a public school system and in particular the public school system, we've got to keep or
0: P W I or PWI, predominantly white institutions. Or
1: predominantly white institutions. We've got to keep this in we've got we've got to have our we've got to demand it from our uh, our 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 community cultural programs they must be funded so that when black history month comes around they can have programs that celebrate it and 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 bring it in we can it it must be included so that uh, the theaters can have programs, theaters and, and, and uh, whatever uh, cultural institutions that are out there can have programs that uh, celebrate the culture. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to point out is we see it. I was most impressed with uh, the film industry. Okay. And how it has Particularly with with with, with uh, the, obviously there's a need. Marley is just outperforming. The Bob Marley movie is just breaking records. They didn't even expect this movie to do
0: great well. movie. By the way, I went to go see that yes. great movie.
1: Yes, and look how well it's doing.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: there is obviously a need. It's not just have mm-hmm. to be black folks out here going to see Marley. There are other cultures going to see the Marley movie.
0: Yes, yes. Matter of fact, I'll I'll say this. The movie theater I was in Mm -hmm. had more white people in there than black people. There you
1: go. You go to a blues club in Chicago and you're going to see more white people in the blues clubs. (laughs) 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 I'm like, y'all got
0: the blues?
1: (laughs) But that's just the way it is. People want to know about other cultures. Right. And so it is just so important and just to st- just to stay on how the film industry uh, Mario Van Peebles sure everybody yes. knows who he is the, mm-hmm. uh, director filmmaker actor
0: uh, mm-hmm. he has, If anybody doesn't know Mario Van Peebles was the cop um not not the main cop of Ice T but yeah. in the movie uh, New Jack City yeah, he, was he was the, the d- he was the cop. the lead yeah the head cop <laughs> Not Ice T's partner, but the lead cop—that's Mario Van Peebles, and he's
1: the son of of of, of Melvin Van Peebles, the late Melvin yes. Van Peebles. Well, mm-hmm. Mario and his son—they uh, have uh, a, a, a movie coming out, which is supposed to be the sequel to Posse. And you recall the movie
0: Posse about? I did, and I didn't. I didn't know. Boys. Can I can I can I interject yes, right there, and no I want right. you to continue that story, ma. I remember when I was young, shoot, I couldn't have been more than uh I certainly wasn't wasn't in high school. No, you yet. weren't. Uh, but I remember you tell taking me to that movie and I'm like, I look over at you and my I go, mod it was black cowboys? Yes.
1: There you go. Because
0: everything I had saw on television was was John Wayne and everything. And I look over at him, Maud, it was black cowboys? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you-
1: and the cowboy came out of black culture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And That's something that a lot of people don't know. The first cowboys were black
0: mm-hmm.
1: And so this is, Talk why, to him, Ma. Yes, this is why it's so important and so Mario is taking it even further than Posse did He 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 touched on the history of, of the black cowboys somewhat in 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 the first Posse movie, but this second one he is just going deeper into where the cowboy came from, and with, with with introducing the public to cowboy characters, and 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 people who came out of that era, like Stagecoach Mary, who is going to be played by uh, Oprah Winfrey. And so, you know, Stagecoach Mary deserves a movie of her own. Her story needs to be told. But. Uh, mm-hmm not to digress it is very important that the that that the America not lose sight of the importance of Black History Month And, and not water it down because some people are sensitive about slavery
0: and where it fits into it There's Mm -hmm. more to Black history than slavery. Absolutely, I'm glad to speak on it, Mom. There's
1: more to Black history than slavery, and our children Mm. need to understand that fully and factually. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I stand. That's where I stand. I think that we are in an era where we're trying, and particularly with with social media, we need to use social media better.
0: With the imagery. With the imagery. Are we talking about the imagery? Imagery. Yes. With the, because Absolutely. So many of our
1: young children they they live and die by their telephone.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so
1: as we as we continue to keep Black History Month
0: alive, we need to use social media better. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts. I mean, it's hard for me to add on to that, Ma. You you took that that opening question um mm-hmm. beautifully. Thank um you. Certainly, I didn't expect um, everything that you you contributed to that. Mm. Um, Where I thought about this was, are we in a new era where black people, we as black people are are looking for other ways to celebrate our culture Mm. and our history? Okay. Um, I look at it as we're likely in an era where we no longer want to be secluded to one month of our contributions to this country and our contributions to this entire world. Mm. So that's where I think maybe the shift is happening, where one month is not good enough. It's just not and good we enough. No, that ain't that's in the shortest month, and in that. month. Exactly. <laughs> say that again, mom. Say that again. I just want to
1: throw that out there in the shortest
0: month. What'd you say? The What'd
1: shortest you
0: say? Month. In the shortest month with the fewest days. All right so yes um i i in my opinion i i do think that uh we're in a, a place and certainly i don't speak for the entire black community nor do i attempt to but in my opinion i think it is a time where we 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 are not limiting ourselves yeah. i think we're in a place right now where one month is not good enough mm-hmm. to celebrate our culture our history and our contributions to this country and in this world um, and I'm not talking about us just celebrating that as Black people, but I'm talking about everybody understanding the contribution that we have made. Yes. And so whether it be it in in curriculum, in history, in film, as you mentioned, um, in um, in uh, what it was word I'm looking for, uh, in civilization, yes. You know, every- uh, in medicine, yeah. Everything, every corner, every corner as as we as we think about we've had contributions and one month with the shortest amount of days is not good enough it's
1: not good enough now uh, to take that even further how does Juneteenth fit in all this is it, it does it look is Juneteenth being uh, overshadowing Black History Month or what are your thoughts on
0: in that uh, it, scheme I I think Juneteenth was a was a day in history. Mm-hmm. That Not very many people young and and, you know, young and right. old, particularly knew about because it wasn't talked about in schools. You know, we learned about the Emancipation Proclamation, but we didn't learn about the free free of uh, the, the free of slaves in Texas last ones mm-hmm. to be freed and everything. And so with that, I think came as this is. I don't. I'm, I tread lightly on this one, mm-hmm. um, and you might have to help me out with this one, Ma. But you know how the N word. Yeah. Some people say, you know what? I'm gonna use the N word because I'm gonna take ownership of this word, mm-hmm. and you're not gonna use it to to diminish me um, and attack me with that word because I'm gonna take ownership. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if that day was a way of, of some black people saying, I'm gonna adopt. I'm not. I'm gonna celebrate that day because I'm gonna take ownership of. That's the way I want to celebrate black history okay. and black culture not one month possibly mm-hmm.
1: that could be
0: could that be cuz i don't attempt to speak for everybody
1: exactly that could be you know it mm-hmm. could be but what i have noticed that it seems to have picked up steam particularly with the young people thank you thank you and I, and, and you. that to me is
0: because of the way social media has promoted it Okay, I like that. I like that answer a little bit better because mm-hmm. you see, like in Chicago, and I'm not sure if it's like that in other cities, but in Chicago, we see flags. Yes. We we see shirts. Uh, we see festivals. Yes. We see music. Festival. We see the arts. Art. We see yeah. we see donation drives.
1: Selling it. Uh, 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 drive. Celebrating it much like the the way it was originally celebrated when mm-hmm. Texas found out that the slaves were free.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so they they celebrated it with the the barbecue and all of the foods and festive Uh, so I think the reason for that is particularly because of the way social media has promoted it and not only social media but um, our what they call head shops where, where we Our African American products, Mm -hmm. with the T-shirts and the hair care uh, products
0: and so forth. You see, there are some employers that are giving the day off, and
1: some employers look at it as a
0: federal holiday. Exactly, Mm -hmm. some
1: people, some employers are giving the day off. So I think, I think that I think that there's room for both. Mm -hmm. There is room for both, just as there uh, um, is room for. other cultures to celebrate
0: their special days mm-hmm. so let me wrap this one up because mm-hmm. um, I know we have one more topic to get to mm-hmm. um, you as an individual my mm-hmm. dukes what does Black History Month mean to you as an individual? What does it mean to you as an, as an HBCU grad? As, in the art it it, it, it,
1: it it makes me proud
0: of right. my
1: culture and where I come from and how I was raised and the accomplishments uh that that uh the generations of our family have uh, have attained we've got the first uh african-american uh politicians in our, in our uh, family out of Norton, Ohio. My sister just won a seat on the city council and the first African-American woman to do so. We've had eight, eight people in, in aviation, my late niece who flew planes, who was about to become a distinguished pilot before she unfortunately passed away. Uh, we got yeah, first, yes. Okay. First generation uh, college graduates. I myself being the first in in the history of my family to get a college degree and not only my immediate family but going way back before my parents Mm -hmm. were born to get a college degree you got you're the first to get a master's so it's black history means so much to me and uh, i just don't want to see it falling by the wayside and just watered down i think we i think we need to be in this fight for the long
0: haul Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For, for, for me um certainly it makes me proud mm-hmm. um i'm i'm i i look forward to this time because i think it um i believe it sparks more dialogue mm-hmm. uh, hopefully you know it sparks more dialogue um at the workplace um maybe it sparks more dialogue in households um just as again like you said mm-hmm that's when you see uh, you see documentaries you see uh, unfortunately that's when you see it you know hopefully it would be you know it's more spread out and everything but that's you know you have films you have documentaries you have theater and everything and it's an opportunity for for other cultures other races um to learn a little bit Mm -hmm. something and not not and not be you know certainly censored as Mm -hmm. um, or removed from history as some of our politicians are starting to do um, it also really my, it makes me a little bit ambitious. Um, you know, I look—I look at the contributions and everything um, that people have laid before me, mm-hmm. whether I know them or whether they're, whether they're in my family. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I grew up underneath them and everything, and so it makes me ambitious mm-hmm. to know um, to continue to raise the ceiling. Continue to raise more. the
1: ceiling, and you have to think about your your cousins that are younger that are coming behind you. mhm they see what you accomplish they see what I accomplish and so then that makes them want to 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 take it a step further and see what they can do we've Mm -hmm. got some young nieces and nephews out here that need to Mm -hmm. understand the importance of the culture and so that Mm -hmm. they can continue to be motivated to take it even further than what their parents and our parents took it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what it means to me. All right. Well, before we wrap up this episode, uh, well, first of all, my um, I love the way we um, unpacked that topic. Yeah. It was a last minute topic um, because we were going to go in another direction with this episode. And, um, you know, we decided to talk about that. This topic um, last minute. Not a, we put a lot of time in our outline. But this is really just, we unpack that naturally, Maude. I uh, really enjoyed the conversation.
1: And we just couldn't let uh, uh, February go by without Maude Dukes and Son addressing Black History Month.
0: That's right. Yes. But before we wrap up this week's episode, um, as always, we have to air it out. This is our last segment of the show. Sometimes it's considered the signature segment of the show. When we air it out on anything from sports to world news, politics, entertainment, anything is on the table, whether we celebrate it or criticize it. Ma, this week, who are you airing it out I think we need to talk about
1: the All-Star Game.
0: The NBA the All-Star NBA Game? The NBA
1: All-Star Game is trash.
0: I'm just
1: going to put that <laughs> out there. Trash. It was rough. First of all, I am so disappointed in the direction that the All Star game has taken. The whole All Star week. Okay. I am. I'm so let down. Now, I did you watch up, the dunk contest? I grew up when when All Star week and All Star games. I mean, they were it. They mm-hmm. were it. You know, anywhere from the. the the, the the slam dunk contest to the actual contest. game itself, and who was going to show up for the game, the 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 the, the, the uh who were going to be the top teams playing, who were going to be the all stars, as well as the old heads that are coming in, and so on, and so forth now it's just so watered down it's it's like they're it's not competing not, it's just it, it, it's like it's just thrown together there's no thought or caring put into it it's just like you vote on the players fans vote on the players the players show up they play a game they have a couple of events thrown mm-hmm. in there in the mix and that's it one thing I've noticed that it has seemed to have gone in this direction when it was taken off of network television and moved to cable that's when I so started to call all star used to be the, the game itself used to be played on network television mm-hmm. and you you know but ever since it moved to uh, cable TNT It you just saw a decline a decline a decline and The game itself has just become a joke. Nobody plays defense Players are just phoning it in It just seems like they're just phoning it in mm-hmm. And seeing who you know who go, who whoever scores the most points walks away with the trophy Yep I mean, Damian Lillard. Uh, congratulations for winning the All-Star. But well, this man jacked up. He made 3
0: three-pointers. This is how I know you be watching the game, ma, because I said the same thing. I said, well, you gotta give him the MVP. Jacked up almost thirty shots. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about it's, um, yeah. shooting.
1: Mhm. And so it's just I. I'm so disappointed in 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 uh. Uh, and a lot of big names didn't seem to show up this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna name names but I don't I didn't see a whole lot of uh past Oh the greats the greats mm. coming out. And you know mm-hmm. who you are. This yep. is your league and you can't set aside All Star Weekend to show mm-hmm. up and celebrate your fans making you an nba Mm all-star so it's it's just i don't know what to do uh steven a made some great suggestions as to how they can pull together that three-point uh shootout and and the slam dunk contest you know so i urge people to uh go on his uh podcast and Listen to what he says because he's obviously feeling some let down as well mm-hmm. I see a whole lot of complaining from fans and so the the uh, The PR people in the NBA need to be listening to these fans
0: mm-hmm.
1: Start with that
0: you need to mm-hmm. put the
1: PR people in
0: yeah, I'm going to have to air it out on that, too, Ma. Um, you know, they scored almost 400 points for the game. Um, it was no defense. And I, all I want to see, you know, as a as an NBA fan is I just want to see them compete. Um, you know, I see them compete when they – I see them compete in exhibition, you know, summer leagues yeah! more than that. Um, so, that I mean, that, that just was uh, – it was, i turned it off i didn't watch the fourth quarter <laughs> um, i was just not that well, tournament that they just had? yes yeah yeah the, the tournament more they played mm Mhm mm Mhm So so yeah like um i think they have to revisit it you know maybe bringing it back to um to uh NBC i think it was on NBC yes. before bringing it back to NBC uh, might uh, uh, be a good yes. thing because
1: bring it back because yeah yes.
0: bring it back yeah because it's, yeah, cause it's clearly, you know, it's it's. I feel like the players are already checked out in Cabo. You know, they ready to they ready to to, to go on their vacation. You know, they probably got the jet. You know, right at the airport waiting to fly out yeah. for the next few days that go, they're going to be go, off. going so, to where? Yeah. Uh, what's the, what,
1: the the country? With, the Bahamas. The, the Bahamas or the country with the big spiral that everybody
0: mm-hmm. wants to go to in the Middle East? Uh, oh, you know I, I can't remember. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. I think that they mm-hmm. just got, like you said, got their jets ready and
0: mm-hmm. bags packed.
1: Bags, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, They're I just understand compete. that the, you know, that the, that that they have some concerns about the not getting injured so they can continue with the hat next half of the season. But hey, this is the life then you've don't chosen. Play. Then don't play. Don't the, 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 take this. This is the life you've chosen, and fans mm-hmm. deserve don't
0: to see skilled basketball and not just mm-hmm. phoning it in yup I, I I like that too I'm, I'm not even going to pick another topic Ma I, I'm, I'm just going to like mm-hmm. add in like the comments I made but like I aired it out mm-hmm. I'm going to air it out mm-hmm. on your yeah, same topic Ma on the NBA all star game you got to find another way mm-hmm. to celebrate the best players in the world and they got to find a better way to put on a better entertainment Oh,
1: let's talk mm-hmm. about that the entertainment um, and this is no slight on Jennifer Hudson the girl got a voice she does she has a voice but here again um something I thought could have been added a little bit more to spice up the entertainment mm-hmm. and not just leave it up to her to carry the entertainment for that one day
0: mhm Mm-hmm. This
1: should be something that the, you know. You should be you know, reaching out to other right. entertainers for mm-hmm.
0: and make it mm-hmm.
1: you know bring and not just her sing a couple of singers sing a song. She sung one song, a song.
0: Right, get yeah. dragged
1: out with a band.
0: It was it was it was. I don't I don't think we was ready for a ballad. <laughs> Let me stop because Jennifer Hudson is the is his hometown at Chicago, but you know, you know, when I tune into when I when I tune, tune into the All Star game, I'm not looking for no ballad.
1: <laughs> okay, and and you know, that she's got some stuff that she could have should have been allowed to throw in there rather than just that long, drawn out ballad, and that
0: turned into something of a. A halftime band. I mean, we could have took it back to the Dream Girls. This is where I'm. <laughs> I mean, we could have did like a Dream Girls.
1: There's so much more that could have been done.
0: To, with, with, with to the bad side it, or whatever. Exactly, bring, bring out somebody. You know,
1: else. you know. It, and 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 her. In addition to her, she bring on somebody else to take the stage with Correct. her. And then somebody Correct. else take the stage, and they're just partying on that stage. It just wasn't. It, it, as the uh, living color men on film say, it just didn't put no tooth in my horn. <laughs> <laughs> it right. was no tooth in my horn. Okay. So, you know, cool. all star, let's do
0: better, NBA. Let's look at doing better. Please. All right. Well, that is our airing it out um, where we air it out on anything from sports to world news, politics, and entertainment. Uh, this week, we are both airing it out on the NBA All-Star Game um, and the need to do better. So. Before we wrap up this week's episode, my Dukes, you always have the last word. What do you have?
1: Well, I wanted to, again, thank our fans for tuning in. We apologize for the glitch that we had. Uh, we've got some inclement weather coming through as well, so that might have mm-hmm. something to do with it as, as well. But mm-hmm. this, uh, the, uh, we do appreciate our fans tuning in to our 40th uh, episode. We are just mm-hmm. so grateful. And uh, we love, 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 love the hits that you've been giving us on uh, social media and turning in and listening to past episodes. Our uh, Super Bowl episode did very well. And so I want to thank our fans for tuning in and checking out our past episodes as well.
0: This just makes my heart warm. All right. Much appreciated. Well, you are either listening or watching My Dukes and Son. Once again, I'm Ziggy Blackwell. And
1: I'm Jeanette Blackwell.
0: And we will see you next time.
1: Bye-bye.